Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We are on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. And give playback a shot. We're going to be on there on Sunday night for game three. Um, We'll have the rest of our crew on as Alex Brady and I will be at the arena. But go to playback.tv backslash 5RSN. That's playback.tv backslash 5RSN. It's free to join as long as you have the right feed. When you get on there, you'll figure that out. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Includes our friends over at Prize Picks. Make sure you're using that code 5 before the game starts on Sunday night, you'll get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That's how easy it is. There are no rollovers. They're literally giving you free money. And you can play more than just the NBA if you want. You can play the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can play MLB. Uh, everything is on there. Boxing, tennis, golf. Just go to prizepicks.com. It's real simple. Download it from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. But make sure you use the code 5, F-I-V-E, and make a deposit. They'll match it up to $100. And now, today's episode. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. i got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reasons Sports, the Miami Heat lead 2-0 in their Eastern Conference final series against the Boston Celtics. And they haven't even played a home game in the series yet. They are three-point underdogs at home on Better Edge. Use that code 5RSN at Better Edge. You get $20 to play. They were getting nine points in the last game. Money line plus 360, if you're familiar how that works. If you put down 100, you would have won $360 to go along with your 100. Nobody believes in this team still. And I feel like Heat fans are only starting to sort of wipe the cobwebs off and say, wait a second, this is happening? Because, look, we're going to acknowledge this, okay? And there's different ways to approach this in the way that people have fanned this year. We didn't expect this. Nobody on this podcast expected this. Uh, I had the Bucs beating them in the first round. I had them beating the Knicks, and I had a seven-game series here. I wavered back and forth on who I liked in that series. My major reason for liking the Heat would have been Spolstra, uh, even against the home court. But I didn't feel great about it either way. But... I think the one thing that we have tried to do over the course of this season is at least give all the sides the benefit of the doubt, because this was a very angry season on heat Twitter and in other places about what the front office did or did not do this off season to give this team the best possible chance to win and to set the best tone for this team. And there were some who dug in a position 
that they basically believed that the Miami Heat front office committed malpractice, okay, committed complete malpractice, did not do anything to help Jimmy Butler, did not really take this, did not take the assignment seriously, essentially. And the narrative that was pushed out there by that particular crew, which has been a little quiet of late, unless there's a loss, uh, is that is that essentially they let P.J. Tucker go because they were incompetent. That was a narrative, okay? They let P.J. Tucker go because they were incompetent. Riley was asleep at the wheel. And so the one thing that we sort of agree on is the luxury tax played a role. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, and that essentially they they just – they punted on the season. That, that was – what the you know the transaction crew okay out there in the space that follows the heat believed and that essentially they did nothing they gave them no excitement this offseason and 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 that's what we know in a lot of ways that there are some the way that they follow the nba these days and look <laughs> i have i have three nephews okay who are uh you know they're in their they're in their on their teens now they're huge NBA fans. They're all Nick fans. Okay. They follow the heat as well. They grew up in New York. Okay. That's why they're Knicks fans. And when they play 2k, they only, all they do is do franchise mode. Like they don't actually play the games. They just do franchise mode. They just want to make trades and want to see what they can bring in. And I get it. Cause I would enjoy that stuff too, but here's where we are. Okay. The games have been a hell of a lot of fun. And so I think what Greg and I are going to go through at this point, is take a look at whether or not maybe, maybe the organization deserved a little bit more benefit of the doubt and what it means going forward. Because now there's going to be another contingent, and we're starting to hear it, and it's a lot of the same people, but who are saying, uh-oh, <laughs> now they're going to think this is good enough. We don't have to spend any money. We don't have to make any moves. We're going to run it back again. And then we're going to have a whole off season into next year through a whole regular season about how they committed malpractice again. And they spoiled our fun and all the rest of this. And we're not going anywhere. So we're going to try to nuance this and find a place in between. So Greg, here's the first thing. The, the number one uh, criticism of this off season, other than the fact that they did not get the star. Okay. Durant, Mitchell, et cetera was that they let P.J. Tucker go and did nothing. That they essentially, uh, you know, they just counted on Caleb Martin, and, and Greg's raising his hand here, they counted on Caleb Martin uh, to fill the, the power forward hole. But now here we are, and I can tell you that the one thing that the organization or people who spoke to me from the top levels of the organization were frustrated about with us the whole season when they would listen to our podcast is that we did not give them credit or I did not give enough credit early for the actual signing of Caleb Martin, that this was a player who there would have been interest in around the rest of the league. And they got him in an affordable contract, a player with upside who was in their system, who they believed in his character and, and they believed in his talent. And they were able to get him to come back at a good price. And their explanation on not getting Tucker was, and again, this is luxury tax dependent, but their explanation on that Kenny Tucker was both guys wanted to maximize their value. In one case, you had Caleb Martin, who was his first contract. So you want to maximize your value. He never gotten an opportunity for this kind of contract before. And PJ Tucker, it's arguably his last contract. And he wanted to maximize his value. And you just couldn't fit both pieces of the puzzle in because you could offer PJ the three years, but you couldn't offer him three years at 30 to 32. It was closer to 24 to 26. Okay. 
or you could offer him two years. But if you were going to offer him the three years at 30 or 32, and you were going to give Caleb the, the money that was a fair contract for him that he wanted, that essentially you were going to hard cap yourself, and then you couldn't be available to do anything else. Looking at it now, did they make the right decisions? Oh, this is funny because this was one that I really harped on, and it had a lot to do with not necessarily P.J. Tucker being gone, but that the dog that is P.J. Tucker didn't appear to be replaced. And what's crazy is now we've arrived at a place where this team's like, this team appears as if everybody is a dog now, and I didn't think they had one in them all season. So I think it is a situation where where we are now – the heat proved that they made the right decision and that they trusted in the guys around mainly Eric Spolstra to figure it out to some degree. And he has figured it out. I think we can't understate Kevin love coming and kind of at least solidifying that role next to Bam Adebayo. He's not like PJ Tucker, but he's hitting threes. Uh, I saw like in this Eastern Conference final so far, he's leading the way three-point percentage-wise. I know it's probably not on the highest attempts, but these are the little things that I think have helped offset not having PJ. And at the right time, they've got everybody clicking and playing with that, that grit, that grit that they seem to be missing. They seem to be coasting throughout the season. I think to be fair to those that were as frustrated as a lot of fans were, I don't know that the heat necessarily saw this coming either. You know, like we didn't see this coming, but here we are now. And so in retrospect, they made absolutely the right call. Caleb Martin seems to be probably close to one of the handful of best contracts in the league now. Um, And it's quickly how that quickly can be redefined. So ultimately they did make the right call. PJ Tucker sitting on his couch, Caleb Martin still playing and playing great in the Eastern conference finals. So um, I take back any criticism that I said, uh, but it's interesting just how this stuff flips. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate position for the other side, which may have its heels dug in stronger than you do at this stage on this. Um, they couldn't know that Kevin Love was going to be available. So I so that that's a, that was a fair criticism that that you were you were letting PJ go without a clear solution at the four. Regardless of what you thought of Caleb as a player, which and and again, I this is one of those I'm gonna take a little victory lap on. I've been pumping the the Caleb Martin thing for a while here. And I've I've been saying I think he can be a borderline star. Like I, I don't think this is just a good role player. And you're seeing it now. You're seeing him unwrap different parts of his game. And when and when I talked to him the other day, he's like, I pick I pick my spots. He's like, I have there's more in the bag. And you're seeing it now. You're seeing it with what Brady's talked to him about. And we saw last night with the closeouts and the first step off the closeouts, the instincts off of that, the ability to make the three, which is now making the other stuff easier, the ability to play make, which we're starting to see more of. I think that they can work on his handle this offseason even more. And then remember he was a primary scorer uh, when, in college. I think he, he, they can work on his hand a little bit more and he can become more of an ISO player. Like I, I think he is not just a core like role player for this team. Like he's going to be a high level. Like I don't, I don't want to put hall of fame expectations on it because that's crazy. Okay. The player he reminds me of the most of is Andre Guadalla. Yeah. He plugs okay. holes just like him. You're right. Right. I mean, just the way – and I'm not talking about Andre when he was with the Heat at the end. And I'm also not talking about peak Andre, but I'm somewhere in between. 
he has a lot of that skill set, the athleticism, um, the the IQ, which Andres is off the charts, so it's hard to match that. Again, that's a Hall of Fame level type player, but you can see Caleb doing some of those things <clears throat> and the above the rim stuff too. So I've been a big Caleb Martin guy and from the very beginning. Now, as far as PJ goes, a couple of other things. This is a different conversation than saying, should they have paid the luxury? Because if they were willing to pay the luxury tax, they could have kept both. Okay. I mean, you were in a hard cap, but then again, the hard cap situation, they're going to come back at me on that one too. And then you put yourself in a box there also. They were trying to do the way I look at it now was considering the, the tax, which again is sort of in their control because you decide as an ownership group, whether or not you're going to pay that. And that's a conversation that we've had. The hard cap's not really under their control though. That affects other things, right? So they were trying to stay as competitive as possible while staying as flexible as possible so that they could potentially strike on a Durant or a Mitchell or that type of player. And so the frustration for the fans comes, well, you didn't get those guys. So what the hell were you doing? But if you had not even given yourself even the 5% chance, 10% chance, 50% chance of getting them, the fans would have been frustrated with that also. And that's kind of what we were also saying at the time. They didn't know that a, a legitimate option at the four and Kevin Love was going to be available. There was no way to project that. Okay. There was no way to project they'd be able to find a plug and play player. Um, if you look at the other options that they potentially have in their roster, those things did not work. Okay. You're uh, going with a big lineup didn't work. Would it have worked if he'd stayed healthy? There's no way to know, but ultimately it did not work. But I, I think when we look at it now, I think that the Caleb thing, the PJ thing was handled completely perfectly because here's, here's the other thing I would say to your point. Yeah. We wondered where's, where's the dog in this team. Okay. But the reality is, okay, that the Heat had more players inclined to be that kind of dog. You're right. All right, who just needed a push. And P.J. pushed them in that way a lot of ways last season, and he was instrumental in that. But he goes to Philadelphia where there are no dogs. And you can't, just as one guy, make a whole bunch of other kitty cats be dogs. It, it's kind of like what, what UD said to me, when uh when butler first came and why it worked so well and he says you put him in a he says you, you know put him in there with a bunch of cats okay he's gonna scare them all off you put him in with a bunch of dogs he'll feel right at home okay and that's that's kind of thing so yes pj was important to having that kind of dog mentality on the team but we've talked about them having alpha role players Struce is an alpha role player martin is an alpha role player vincent to take that shot yesterday and put Jason Tatum on skates is an alpha role player. They didn't really need PJ for it. It was nice to have him, but he alone was not the difference maker in that, particularly if your lead guy is a dog. Great okay. Point. So, so I, I feel like we might've made a little bit too much of that the entire season. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the other thing is, you know, we talked a lot uh, about being sort of frustrated that they were basically saying to Eric Spolstra, make chicken salad out of chicken bleep. Okay. Because you can do this. We're going to keep relying on you to do this. And so we're not going to spend the, you know, we're not going to necessarily get you all the ingredients you can need, but you're going to fake it. You're going to make, you're going to make it work. Okay. You're going to make the tofu taste like ice cream. Okay. Something like that. But the reality is he, he can. And it, as unfair as it is yep. to expect him to do it. That's what we understated. 
He can. He can. And and I I guess so <laughs> that's not a front office thing. That's that's the whole podcast we did, you know, about Pat Riley's decision in 2008 and since and Mickey Ares's decision back in 1995 that those decisions are paying off now. It's nothing that's been done to make I mean the front office hasn't made Spoke better in the past couple of years. He's made himself better. But them giving him the time to develop into this obviously plays a role in it. I just think that when you look again at their offseason, I don't know what people wanted them to do. And you mentioned the Caleb Martin contract. He is, I looked at all the players who were UFAs or RFAs last summer. And he has he has the 28th highest per season salary of the players who signed either with their own teams or with another team. 28th. That's crazy. Some of the players that went that are making more money than him are his brother. Okay. Who's not as good as him. I think yeah. Miami would like to have him. Mo Bamba. Uh-huh. Chris Boucher. I mean, you know, serviceable NBA players. Caleb yeah. Martin is contributing more. Okay. So it's 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 a terrific contract. He's a high upside player. He's a high character player. And if the Heat had not re-signed him, even if he might not have developed into this somewhere else, because we've had this conversation too, that a lot of guys, they leave Miami, they don't turn into the same thing. If they hadn't re-signed him and he was producing these results for Milwaukee or for Denver, okay? Because he's been every bit as good as Bruce Brown has been. Bruce Brown has been terrific, okay? If he was producing these kind of results for one of these teams, be like, why the hell didn't Miami re-sign this guy? So you and he made it work all season. They, right. Sorry to interrupt you, but they put him in that four spot that we harped upon all year, and he made it work all year. Right. And then they flipped him to this new role, and he's flourishing. So credit goes to him for also, I think we, I personally understated his ability to take on as much as he took on mm-hmm. and balance it and make it work and not get overwhelmed and not hit a wall. Like Those are all things that I should have given a little more credit to um, Caleb Martin and, and co for that. Well, and C- Caleb Martin and those who believed in him. And I'll, I'll, here's the other part of it. And this is why I'm so glad that Eric Spolstra finally lashed out yesterday about the whole undrafted thing. Because it's driven me crazy for a while. And I've talked about it on the podcast and I've tweeted about the fact that Reggie Miller only knows one word when it comes to the Miami Heat. It's undrafted, 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 undrafted. And here's what's happened with that. And and, and I, I feel like, you know, it, it's it's twisted at this point. At first, it when it's it, the characterization of it is positive, right? It's like, look at where this guy came from. Look at how the heat developed him. Look at the way that they've integrated Sioux Falls. Look at the developmental culture and all the rest of that stuff. You brag and about it. that's great. That's great. When the players are first getting established, and it is a credit to Spolstra, and it is a credit to Duncan and to Caleb and to – and to Gabe, and to Max, and to all of those who have come before, who have been through this program, right? Once you play in like 20 high-leverage playoff games as a rotation player, it's pejorative at that point, okay? It's no longer a compliment. It's basically just lazy characterization at that point. It's basically saying, how the hell is this guy doing this against this? This guy's not that good. Well, no. Gabe Vincent has now started in two Eastern Conference finals, okay? One of which they almost won, and this one they are on the way to winning. He's not an undrafted player anymore. He's an NBA player who's going to be coveted on the open market if the Heat let him get there. 
Max Struess has made enormous shots in these playoff runs. He's worked his way back into the starting lineup after struggling early this season at times with his shot. He's shooting close to 40% from three during this run. He's not an undrafted player anymore. He's a player who's going to command on the open market, all right, who other teams would like to have. So I get it. I understand why Spolstra yesterday was like, you know, we're tired of that. and Because I'm tired of hearing it. I can understand how he's tired of hearing it. Because here's the other thing. Eric Spolstra, I saw someone put this on Twitter. Eric Spolstra was essentially undrafted. Okay. Right. He came out of the video room. So it's why he relates to these guys. It's why he drives these guys. It's why he gets the best out of these guys. But at a certain point, isn't it insulting at this point to keep talking about Eric Spolster in the video room? The guy has won championships, okay? Mm -hmm. He's been to seven conference finals. He's potentially on his way to what would this be now for him? This would be his sixth final, correct? <coughs> right? Because, yeah, because it was only one that he hasn't coached. With mm -hmm. the heat. But Pat coached, okay? Stan didn't get there. So it, you're getting to the point where it does become pejorative, but it also characterizes the way we think of these things because Heat fans are now conditioned to say, well, all they did was re-sign the undrafted guy. They are they, they re-signed Caleb Martin. Now, what the hell was that? Who the hell wanted Caleb Martin? He was a two-way guy. Nobody wanted him. But that's yeah. to undersell Caleb Martin at this point, right? Yeah. Two things are happening. It would, it would be the same to undersell Gabe Vincent or to Max Schrews. I'm not saying – just throw the bag at everybody. We saw with Duncan that doesn't work. But I'm saying they've got to be re-evaluated for where their level is now and what they've proven <laughs> in high leverage situations. Anybody in this league, okay, can get you 25 on a Tuesday night against a lottery team with nobody watching. To do it now <laughs> is different. These guys are grizzled vets at this point. They're young vets. Like, and this, I know it's a bit of a tangent, but it's been I mean, Gabe Vincent is a young veteran. Gabe Vincent with Nigeria going as Namdi, okay, beat Jason Tatum's American team. Yep. Okay. Two like, things keep happening it's players get put in buckets early in their career. And we never think to maybe take them out of those buckets and think if they deserve to go in new buckets. And so mm -hmm. that happens. And here's the other thing that I really have noticed as the heat have taken center stage in the NBA. People don't watch what's not on national TV. No, they don't. They have not been watching this team because they are essentially using the same sound bites that mm -hmm. were gathered for this group in the bubble, or maybe even before that, and they're essentially regurgitating them because they haven't watched this team. They don't know what these guys actually do on a night-to-night -night basis. So that's become, and I know we talk about that a lot, but it's super clear when it's basically just national people talking about the heat as they're playing, except for on playback when you come with us, um, right. and they don't know about the team. They just don't. I think Kevin Harlan is the best guy going right now in the NFL and NBA. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, think he's yeah. the best. He brings energy. He's, and, and I, have, I have love for a lot of other guys. I think Green is great. And we, you know, everybody knows how I feel about Mark Jones personally and professionally. Okay. Harlan is tremendous. Okay. But he's on there yesterday. He's just reaching for something. At least he's trying to say something about the Heat, but he's like, and Gabe Vincent, who really emerged in the bubble with Miami. He played nine games that whole season. I checked yesterday. He only got in two games in the bubble, and they were regular season games. He did not enter to play a minute in the playoffs in the bubble. All right? 
That's just someone who has not, and, and, and he's more prepared than most, okay? They're not watching this, okay? And, and it feeds into the narrative of Jimmy also, because a lot of people can't see Jimmy as a superstar because he wasn't drafted in the top five. Like, that that's really what this is about. Like, he wasn't hyped, and so he's still in that bucket. He's still in the prove-it bucket with everybody. Okay, <laughs> like... Okay, he was the 30th pick in the draft. He didn't start a game as a rookie. He had to go to JUCO before he went to Marquette. He wasn't super high. He wasn't even as high profile as Dwayne at Marquette. Okay, Dwayne was a top five pick. Dwayne beat Pat's team in the in the in the in the Elite Eight. Okay, Kentucky. But it's like, isn't it time like to stop characterizing him in that bucket? That okay, he has to continue to prove himself. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think they they don't know what to do with Jimmy. The other, and I tweeted this last night, is Jimmy Butler categorically doesn't give a fuck what they think. <laughs> and and that, they don't know what to do with that. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't know what to do with that. Like it's like because every one of these stars is sensitive. Okay, shit. Shaq was sensitive. Okay, Shaq was one of the most sensitive athletes I've ever covered. All right, Dwayne heard some of the noise. Not sensitive like a lot of the others, but KD. Okay, Bron who sees, reads, hears everything, tweets it out, puts it on IG. Embiid, okay? Kyrie. Kyrie. Tatum, who has to go out and say humbly, I'm one of the best players in the world, okay? And all that. This is, it, they're all, the one who really isn't is Steph, honestly. But Steph is different. He's sort of quiet. He's reserved. He's sort of sweet. Like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't sort of get in everybody's way. Like, Steph's never done anything. To, even though he's a killer on the court, even though he will talk trash to you and all that stuff, Steph kind of, he sort of has avoid all that. But most of these guys, they care intensely with the public, with the media, they watch all these stupid shows, okay, like First Take and all the rest of this. I know this because you see him talking about it. They, all that. Jimmy does not care. He doesn't care. He literally, when he says he wants to go home to his two-year-old daughter, that's what he's going to do, okay? He wants to go drink wine with his friends. He doesn't He doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff. And they, the thing that the media hates the most is no one caring what they think. It's so true. Like, <laughs> it's like we can't get under this guy's skin. He does not give a damn about us. I mean, he's on the day before he's going up to play Boston, the fabled TD Garden or whatever. And he's like, he's dancing to a Brazilian uh, funk song, you know, in, in a Matthew Kachuk jersey. <laughs> he does, he does not care. And, and that is, and, and so this team, and we've gone off a little bit of a tangent here. I'm, I'm going to apologize, but this team confounds everybody. It's confounded us to a certain degree. But the national media does not know what to do with it. And and so I, I feel like this has all kind of come around where, no, did we expect this? No. Okay. Um, did we think the team had th – that this group had the potential for grit? Yes, we said that. That's one of the reasons we were disappointed this season when we didn't see it exactly. consistently. Uh, but I think we're at the point now where I think it's fair to say, okay, that whatever – Issues you have with the front, you know, the ownership group not wanting to pay luxury tax this year, okay, and giving Jimmy the best chance they could, which we still have. A, I think you and I still have qualms with that. Um, or not landing the star, which again, I don't know how they were going to land the star with the assets that they had. Okay, yeah. I, I still I, someone's got to explain it with to that. Me. Yeah, well, I mean, someone's got to explain to me that Bam, who had a near triple double last night, you were just going to give him away. Okay, to make and give away 12 draft picks. And really, did you want, and again, Kevin Durant's an all time great, who's, by the way, on the decline. 
who can't seem to stay healthy. Did you, would you, if you had the opportunity to give away the entire farm for Kevin Durant, the way that Phoenix just did, okay, you're going to give away <coughs> Bam because you would have had to. You're going to give away Bam. You're going to give away uh, all of your picks, uh, any young players that you have, pick swaps, all the rest of this stuff, which you would have had to get a lot of them from other places, okay, which meant you would have had to trade more that was on your roster. Would you have been in a better position now? How does Phoenix feel right now? Coach has been fired. Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson are gone, right? They're going to have to move Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton, they're probably going to move also. It's For a sure. mess. Yeah. They're, they're just creating Brooklyn. I mean, then there's talk that maybe Kyrie ends up there from Dallas. They're just creating Brooklyn Southwest. So, like, was that better? I mean, would the Heat have taken Kevin Durant? Yes. Okay, would they try to get Kevin Durant? Yes. But, again, some fan has to explain to me how they were going to accomplish that. And it was going to be some foolproof solution where they would be in a better position than they are right now. And I think so what we've got to give this organization credit for, to me, they know their guys and they know their team. And maybe they knew them better than we did because I kept getting told the whole year, I want to see us healthy. I want to see us whole. I want to see us with something to play for. That was the repeated message. And I kept saying, well, okay, we're now 20 games in the season. We're 40 games in the season. We're 60 games in the season. Now guys are starting to get hurt again. Okay. Now, are we ever going to see this? Now you're in the play in. Okay. And now, now you lose the first play in game. And now you're within like three minutes of losing the second play in game. You still believe in your team. Let's see what we look like. Let's line up a team on the other side. Let's see what we look like. Well, this is what they look like 4 1 against Milwaukee, 4 2 against the Knicks would have been 4 1 if Jimmy doesn't miss a game. Okay. So they were sent 8 and 2 coming into this round with Jimmy healthy. 2 0 in Boston, looking like the tougher, better team right now there's significance to that all right, i want to mention no. oh, oh go and i'm gonna let you come in on the other side because i do want to mention uh sponsor i'm gonna let you take it from here i want to mention our new sponsor here at the five reasons sports network and that's arash you can find them at mortgage mortgage by arash.com that's mortgage by arash.com 954-601-3708 that's 954-601-3708 if you're looking for a quick purchase you want to get in that new property that home that condo whatever it is Arash has got you covered. Competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%. Fast closings, most in less than 30, excuse me, less than 20 days. Credit scores starting at 620. So that'll help you out if your credit's taken a bit of a hit lately. First time home, home buyer programs available and borrower assistance programs available to help with down payment and closing costs. So reach out to him. It's mortgagebuyarash.com. Again, the phone number 954 601 3708. That's 954 601 3708 and one more we do want to mention to you water cleanup of florida they might have something to clean up in boston right now reach out to michael robert and his team if you live in south florida you know okay that stuff happens okay we had the flooding in broward county not that long ago right down in downtown fort lauderdale where i am but you want to make sure that your home is protected so they got a preventative program in addition to everything they'll do to clean it up if something actually occurs so reach out to michael Robert and his team, 24 hours a day, based in Boca Raton, um, but they can service the entire area. He's been doing work uh, out on the West Coast of Florida, down in the Keys, and everywhere else. And again, they've got all this preventative program there. They can do the leak detection uh, for you. 
and check out if you're going to have uh, prevent the water and mold damage before it actually occurs. So reach out to Michael and Robert, 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356. It's WCUFL.com, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So let's, I'm going to let you roll with this now, okay? What would you say to those who are concerned that the Heat are going to talk themselves in to another run it back situation? Because they got to the conference finals, they're back in the conference finals. They may be in the finals. What what would you what would you say to the folks who are concerned? Okay, I mean, yeah, everyone's complaining all year. What were you complaining about? Like, <laughs> literally, right, let's right. let's re-sign Gabe. Let's re-sign Max. Okay, Kevin Love wants to come back for another year. We can give him a raise. I mean, <laughs> and and really, and and, and just and and then and hey, let's see what it looks like with Tyler next time, and maybe and that we haven't we haven't mentioned this. That's the first time we mentioned him the whole episode. Which there's going to be lots of episodes done there. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe Tyler comes back and we get him to accept the six man of the year role again. Bring him off the bench. Well, you know, wouldn't that add some punch to to that reserve unit again? So what here's the say? thing. Th- this is the thing. I think. And we haven't unpacked this yet by design on the show. Um, I think that the new CBA is going to force them to make some changes so fans can at least take solace in the fact that there's going to be some moves made. 
Um, I think there'll be likely a cost-cutting measure made in an effort to retain guys like Gabe and Max. I think that that's part of the plan. So if you don't like the idea of keeping Gabe and Max, uh, I would probably start coming around to that idea because I think they're going to try to do that. But it's gonna there's going to be other moving parts. So there's no way to get around that unless they're going to p- pay an astronomically unprecedentedly high luxury tax bill. And usually we say those are only reserved for NBA finals groups. And this is going to end up becoming an NBA finals group that would be worth paying for. Right. But I still think that they're going to cut some costs, but I'll, I guess I'll go with this. We have to get to a place finally where we don't speak in absolute so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that this has taught us more than ever that we, we aren't as smart as we think we are. We don't know as much as we think we do. And so to speak in absolutes is frankly arrogant to what we're now seeing in reality. It just, it's another example of why they don't tank. You know, people kind of like get on them for that, right? It's because of this one chance that you catch lightning in a bottle and then it's not lightning anymore. It's actually what you're rolling with every single day and you make a run. This is what they talk about. And now they're here. So I think it's ultimately a time where we've always been, we err on the side of giving this organization the benefit of the doubt. I think it just reinforces our position to preach patience and to see stuff through. I know it's not easy. And I honestly, I'm going to say it again. I don't know that everyone in the Heat organization saw this coming either. I think that if you'd ask people after that Atlanta game, how they felt at that night, they felt like this thing was teetering, and I think it probably was, but it just shows you how quickly everything can flip, and that part of it is something that I think we probably underestimated, and we spoke in absolutes, and again, we planned, the universe laughed, and here we are. If those three minutes against Chicago go different, it's a completely different conversation. Exactly. It, it, it really is, uh, but but that's that's how the game works. I mean, if if Kevin Durant doesn't put his foot on the line, Giannis probably never has a championship, right? If if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt, Kawhi probably doesn't have the championship in Toronto, right? I mean, this is it's just it's crazy how circumstances play out. So I think that is why we tend to on this podcast take a more nuanced approach, okay? And some say it's flip wishy washy or whatever. It's not that it's wishy washy. It's that what you're trying to do is you're evaluating whether or not the team has a plan. Okay. That's the first thing. Do they have a plan? Because I've covered lots and 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 lots of teams, mostly the one that plays football in South Florida, where I would be like, what the hell is their plan? Like I now I'm not saying that about them now, by the way, by the Dolphins. I do believe they've they've had a plan the past two or three years. A lot of it's going to come down to Tua's health. But if two is healthy, I believe that the plan is going to play out for them uh, in a positive way finally. Okay, I think they've gotten it right this time. But the question is first, do they have a plan? Okay, so if they have a plan, if they don't have a plan, everybody's got to (laughs) go. Like, that's the way this works. You have to have a plan. But then once you have the plan, all right, how likely is it that the plan is going to work? All right, so what's the payoff and what's the likelihood of reaching that? Well, the payoff for this group was this group got to the Eastern Conference Finals within a shot of the finals last year, all right? They just lost P.J. Tucker. You expected development from certain guys you had internally to maybe make up for that. We talked about Caleb Martin getting more minutes, and that was a positive. Maybe Yurt would emerge. That didn't happen. Maybe Oladipo would stay healthy. It really didn't happen, okay? But that's that's the, the – there was a – there was – we had – there was a plan. And I will say 
and I don't know if I said this in the podcast, but I said this privately, like in the Bahamas, okay? Eric Spolster, I was eating lunch, about to leave the Bahamas, been there for four days. We had very few media there. Okay, it was me and Ira and Anthony and Will Manso, and I believe that was pretty much it from the locals. And and I just remember, you know, Eric walked by me and he said, I really like this team. I like this. I, he's, I, I think I mentioned him when I came back. He said, I like this yep. team. I like this group. And I said, it felt genuine to me, like not him selling me something. This wasn't an interview. It's just he liked, he liked the group. So I'm like, okay, guy who's going to be a Hall of Fame coach likes his team. Okay, I, I, I'm going to believe in that, okay, because he doesn't tend to send me bullshit, sell me bullshit, okay, over the years. So you, you add those things. You're like, okay, there's a plan and there's this. Well, then when stuff went wrong this season, it's like, all right, do they acknowledge that there's a problem because if they don't acknowledge there's a problem, that's as bad as not having a plan in the first place. Right. But they did acknowledge that there were problems. There was a problem with Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup. Okay. And with Kyle not being healthy and that had to be addressed. Okay. They needed another big with experience to add to the rotation. They couldn't know that Kevin Love was going to be the guy who, was available, but when he was available, they went all out to go get the guy. It's not like they said, we don't need anybody. We're going to stick to the Caleb at the fourth thing because we were going to be stubborn about this. No, they, they had a price point. They were able to bring him in without it ruining the luxury tax, and they went and got him. And so if that's the case, and this it's an organization that has been successful before, and they're actually, and you can see that, okay, they're acknowledging this stuff. They're not ignoring it. Then I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Until they haven't earned it anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so so here we are. Okay. And you know, we can we can nitpick about, and it's not more than nitpicking. We can say, okay, the Duncan Robinson contract was a mistake. Duncan's shooting 43% in the playoffs from three. He's contributing. I'm not saying that's worth 18 million dollars, but he's not a useless player to them right now. He's had an impact on at least I've counted four games in the playoffs so far. Last that night. Means, last night. That means something. Kyle Lowry, okay, I still hate the contract, okay? But there were circumstances that went into that contract. The fact that your best player who can be this, the best player in the world, wanted that guy here, you're going to try to make that happen, okay? And now this is what a stable organization does. It's not working with your $28 million point guard being a starter and logging those kind of minutes. You get that guy to accept a role that we've been talking about for a while was his best role at this stage, particularly with his team. And with the exception of last night, when he was not very good, he's been pretty damn good during the playoffs. That's an organization recognizes a problem, finds a fix to the problem, okay, to at least keep the guy to be a contributor. So you've got Lowry and Robinson. The two mistakes, okay, are contributing players in a rotation. One's providing shooting, spacing, gravity. The other's providing intelligence, IQ, passing, all the rest of this stuff to a team that's two games from the NBA Finals. So that's an organization that is not like others, throwing the head in the sand and saying, we're going to keep trying to make this work because we told you it's going to work. No, we're going to make the adjustments we can within the parameters we have, okay, whether it's we're past the trade deadline, we can't pay the luxury tax, or there's no one available that we can get, or we don't have the assets to get this guy or that guy, we're going to make the best of it. I'm going to continue to give that organization a benefit of the doubt. If people don't want to hear that, they don't have to listen to this podcast. They can go listen to the podcast that trade everybody. That's fine. There are times that you that you that you should okay say that you should try to make a trade or try to get this guy because that guy's pretty damn good, but it's more than just that. Okay, it's not fantasy basketball. It's not. The players actually have to play with each other for the coach for something in the parameters of a scheme in the parameters of a rotation. 
Okay. This organization is the best in the league at doing that. They are. And, and that's what they should be getting credit for. That's what they should be getting credit for. And yes, this offseason, you and I, if there's a chance to go get a player that can really help them, you and I are both going to say, Mickey, spend the money mm-hmm. and give Jimmy Butler the best possible chance to build a legacy of championships here in Miami. But I'm going to give them credit for what they did this year, even if to some, it was nothing. Because if you dig beneath the surface, it wasn't nothing. It there wasn't are nothing. obstacles, but there are none. Good way to end. Thanks to our sponsors, mortgagebyrash.com. Thanks for joining the team here, 954-601-3708. Betteredge.com, use code 5RSN. Prizepix, use code 5FIVE. Water cleanup, if you've got the schmutz. They got the guts. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.